This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 204 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben, and with me this week, because Gary is at a gig, apparently, tonight, who who has a social life, um, it's Chris. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? I'm very well, thank you. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Yeah, not bad. It's it's very cold. I don't like it. <laughs> no. It, I, um, yeah, we're like... going to be typical kind of... British men now for the next five minutes and just moan about how crap the weather is, which is fine. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean it's. I, I, I was like I, I, earlier on because um, me and Rach both work from home. I walked through to her office room and she was like, "Why is it so cold?" I was like, "Have you seen outside?" She's like, no, because her blinds were pulled mm-hmm. shut. And I just basically walked over and did that did the thing where you just like pull the blinds, they all like swivel open, and just kind of did that Will Smith meme of like here. Like, look, and there was just snow basically just coming down like there's no yeah. tomorrow. The thing is, like, when I was a kid, I used to love snow. And, mm-hmm. But even now, like, if it's snowing, there's a little bit of, like, little bit of excitement in the back of your mind because we're still all children, really. I, well, I definitely yeah. am. But because it's it's a little bit wet, it's a little bit windy as well, it's just bloody miserable. Yep. It's just, we had football training last night, I was pissing wet through because the, the <laughs> snow, was, it was snowing, but then it was melting, and then the, the 3G pitch was getting soaking wet through. Couldn't feel my feet. Oh, it was horrible. Sorry, that's my work tablet that has been causing me no end of problems making noises. Um, oh, how do I turn me. this off? There we go. That's on mute now. Um, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. so basically, we want it to be nice and sunny by Saturday, please. That'd be great. Yeah, I was, I'm kind of, I was kind of sat, sat there going like, do we do a full preview of Saturday? Because the chances of it happening may be quite slim by the time that Saturday comes well, around. I but... think it's definitely worth doing it. Yeah. And then if it and if if it doesn't happen, we'll just do it again some other time. <laughs> I mean, we, we always do it, and it's always like, even if it is absolutely arctic outside and there is no chance of the game happening, if we're previewing it, it's like, yeah, this isn't going to go ahead, is it? And it's like, well, we'll Although talk we did, about in it. In fairness, that was mentioned. For the Tuesday game, the Tuesday yes. game, and it did go ahead, so it's yeah, definitely I think, worth I think previewing. Exeter. It almost seemed like a lot of the 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 scary weather, like held off for a day. So it's like, mm. yeah, get your Tuesday night games done, lads. It's fine, and then uh, we're just going to dump all of the snow on the UK. But uh, but now I think um, before we get into football, like we were talking off air, like we were saying, like 
don't really know how we're going to fill like a full hour tonight and and that's rare because chris is on yeah that's rare because i'm here uh, <laughs> and i can talk but i was just saying not a lot's happened there's not a huge amount to talk about in terms of the game um there's obviously we'll go into a few bits and bobs about the Cheltenham match yeah. um we're, we're going to preview exeter of course um we're going to talk a little bit about the um, that little financial issue that, that Liam Scully mentioned and he was on the Price of Football podcast so we're going to touch on that and apart from that we don't know what to say no so I, I was thinking about stuff and I was like what can we talk about on the pod tonight and just before like we, we just before we came on I was having a quick scroll through uh, Reddit and I was like okay let's let's see what's going on in the world and what people put in and there was a really fascinating thread um, where somebody said right what is your crap claim to fame Oh, go on then. And I thought that's brilliant. Like there were so many of them, um, and there was there was things in there like people saying, "Oh, you know, I I served I, I served Tom Cruise coffee because he he came into our petrol station and stuff like that." I was like, "That's pretty good." Um, and then there was down. It was even down to like things like some bloke said, "Oh, I I worked for the company that make the presses that make the Mister Kipling cake." holders and stuff like that so <laughs> these are i quite like these These are good have you got one then for yourself so i've i've got one um for me and then i've got i i actually think that the one i've got for my friend is possibly the best claim to fame that i i can muster off the top of my head so i'll give you a minute to think if you've got one while while i say but my my crap one is that les dennis told me to fuck off <laughs> Oh, you've got to tell that story. <laughs> so we were, we were out in... Uh, this was when I was at uni um, on my freshers' week. And we were walking down New Street in Birmingham, which is like the big bar street in Birmingham. Like All the bars are down there. And my, my, our halls of residence were basically on New Street. And as we were walking down, um, this guy came out of a bar in front of us. I was like, is that Les Dennis? And like the guys... Because we, we'd had a few by this point, And like the, the guys I was with they're like... No, I don't think it is. I was like, no, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it is. So instead of going up to him and saying, "Oh, sorry, we were just wondering, are you Les Dennis?" In my drunken state, I just uh, walking behind him. I just went eh, eh, at the top of my voice, oh. <laughs> and he just turned around and really angrily just went, "Fuck off!" Fair, fair play. And, and carried on walking. I was like. Yeah, all right. That's a fair enough response, I think. That's incredible. I, I can't. I can't follow that. That's impossible. <laughs> I was like, so I've only ever met two fam- reasonably famous people in my life. One was Chris Kamara in a hotel, and he was lovely. And one was Nicky Cowley, and I got stage. Uh, not stage fright. I got um, starstruck. Starstruck. I did say a word to him. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was. I was just sat in the waiting room for the chiropractor, and he was in there as well in the waiting room. And I just didn't say a word to him. I didn't dare. <laughs> that was. Season, that was. Season, in fairness, that was season one before it was about. I don't know, mid mid August in, in their first season, so I suppose they hadn't quite got to that that yeah. really famous point at that at that stage. But still, I knew who he was. I wanted yeah. to say hello, and I didn't dare. And I, what's wrong with me? I, I I could talk for England, as we know. I just didn't I didn't want to say a word to him. I was scared. I mean, the thing is, like, I, there's just so many random encounters. Like Rach was saying to me earlier because I, I brought this up with her as well, and she was saying that like, can you remember that time where we came? We, we were in London. And we were in a Starbucks, and Lacey Turner, I think it is, who played somebody in EastEnders. Um, you, you, you'd probably know the face. Mm-hmm. And I want to say a character was Stacy, but that's probably not right. But she was in there, and <laughs> she needed to use the loo, and it was the she had the most horrified face 
of oh no I need to use a public toilet <laughs> and that was great but yeah the, the one of my friend um, which I'm actually I actually wish this was my story but it was my friend's story um, that's what they all say <laughs> so I, I won tickets to the premiere of Scott Pilgrim vs the World in Leicester Square like many moons ago uh, which has become one of my favourite films because it's just mm-hmm. great um, and like we met loads of people there um, like before the film and then after the film there was a big scrum with, with all the, the people that made the film and you know all the, the friends met Simon Pegg met Matt Berry which was quite quite good um, but we <laughs> I, we were sat in the cinema and they on the screen they had like what was happening outside on the red carpet um, and then basically like the people, like the, all of the the stars, started coming in, um, and my mate just went, "Oh, I'm just going to nip to the loo, um, you know, just to, you know." He, he had a bit of a weak bladder blessing, um, so before the film started, went to the loo, came back white as a sheet, like he he looked like he'd seen a ghost. I was like, "You all right, mate?" He's like, "Yep." So, What's up? He's like, "I've just had a piss between Captain America and Superman." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brandon Roth, who was Superman at the time, and Chris Evans were both in the film. And it was like, I think it was around the time that Chris Evans had just been announced as Captain America. Um, but yeah, that was that was a bizarre moment. I was like, That's fantastic. That is an incredible story. That's quite a I've got a lot of time for that. I, yeah. I feel like I've been really boring. I can't think of anything, <laughs> anything anywhere near that. The only stories I've got are all just embarrassing for me, but they don't involve any celebrities. So we'll save those for another time. Yeah. I once upstaged Paul Daniels as well, but that's that's a story for another podcast. Um, but let us know if you did have, like, if you do have a a crap claim to fame or even a good claim to fame, tweet, actually, tweet Stacey West blog, tweet Gaz, tweet me and tweet, tweet Chris because Gaz will probably not have a clue what's going on because he yeah. doesn't listen back to the pod. <laughs> and he's going to be like, why are people telling me that they met, I don't know, they, they met somebody off of Corrie in, in a Starbucks or a McDonald's somewhere? It's like, don't know, mate, it all happens. Um, but look, we've, we've kind of put it off for, for about 10 minutes, haven't we? Should we, should we talk about... Should we talk about Tuesday? Let's do it. It's not all bad, is it? It's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, look, the, the positives, we're 11th in the table. Like, we are the bottom of the top half of, of League One, which is something I would have snapped your hand off for. Absolutely. In, you know, back in August. Um, don't think anybody necessarily expected us to be here. None of us did. I don't think it's any right-minded Lincoln City supporter that expected us to be in the top half of the table. No. So, we'll we'll get on to style in a minute, of course it will. But, at the start of the season, none of us expected this. You don't really think about how you get there. I suppose the question you want to ask is, do you want to be mid-table solid, um, not really in threat of relegation, it's obviously this is still a chance because we know all that happened in 2011 none of us will count our chickens before they hatch now but yep. <laughs> as, as, it, as it looks we're, we're, we're fine um, you know and we're pretty we're very much mid-table mediocrity would mm. we take that at the start of the season or would you prefer to be in a relegation battle but playing pretty football yeah I know I'd prefer you yeah know. I mean it, it goes back to I think what we said before the Oxford game you know obviously Oxford at the time they'd been on a, a terrible run they've just got rid of the manager to, to you know stop the rot and we, we were sat there going well you know where would you rather be like Oxford have won 
more games. I think we've probably level now, I think, after we beat them. But at the time, they'd won more games than we had. And you sat there going, well, would you rather be in a position where you're winning more games, but then you're not drawing many and you're losing plenty of games mm-hmm. and you know ultimately go on an eight-game losing streak and, and lose your manager? Um, I know where I'd rather be at the moment, and that's 11th in the table. You know um, what it is? I think it's because it's because we've, we're not really realistically in threat of relegation. We're not going to go up, so we haven't got those worries. If you're down, if you're down there yeah. fighting, you don't give a shit about how you play. You just want the points. Yeah. And if you're up there fighting, you don't give a shit about how you play. You just want the points. I think because we're reasonably comfortable, there isn't that kind of that tension either end. So mm. the only thing we have to judge the team on is how we play. I think that that it becomes more important when you're in that middle zone. Because the actual three points, as much as we would like them, they're not, they're always important, but they're not as important mm. as if you're fighting relegation and you're pushing for promotion. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe people are giving a little bit more of importance to that. Now, let's go back to 16, um, when we got promoted uh, in, in from the National League. There was lots of reasons for it, but the last, the last 10 league games, mm. we, we were terrible to watch. It was horrible. But because the, um, there was there was reasons for that, the lads were knackered. They played sixty odd games. Yeah. But we didn't care. We didn't care because it was all about we just need the three points because we want to get promoted. We want to get back to where we belong, and ultimately we did. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we all want to see nice football, but I want to see I want to see Lincoln City be successful, and yeah. for me, we're we're on the really positive path towards being successful. Um, you know, I think you've always got to look at progression, and compared to last season, we're massively on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the the big thing for me is um, you've got to look at where we've, and I know you know people say, oh, well, that was the past and whatever, but you've got to look at where we've come from, how quickly we've come to this point. Like we're we're now at the point where we're eleventh in the table, and you know we were getting booed off at half time against MK Dons when we were one 0 up. And I just think it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, people can't see this, but Chris's face just said it all. Um, it, it's frustrating to see that because, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to see. I, I, I don't think anybody wants to see crap football week in week out. You know, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see crap football and losing as a as a result. Um, and I think going back to that, I think you, nobody necessarily wants to see nice football and losing as well. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, you like if, you, if you offer any of the teams, so who's down there? Let's let's look at this realistically. Who's in a, in a relegation battle now? Cheltenham, Oxford, Burton, Accrington, Morecambe, MK, Cambridge, or Fleetwood. Ask any of their supporters. You know, would you prefer to be playing pretty football and still be in a relegation battle, or would you? Would you yeah. prefer to have three points and you, you don't care how you get them? Well, I mean, we it's all know like Gaz said is. last, like, like Gaz said last week about his friend. You know, um, well, I think he might have been on the dog walk actually, but you know, Gaz was saying that one of his friends when he, they were coming away from games last year, saying, "I'm fed up of watching Lincoln lose at Central Bank." Hmm. And <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't lost all season. <laughs> this season, we for almost know, a year now, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we, we're now on the the tenth of March. As people are going to be listening to this. We haven't lost a game this calendar year in the league at home. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Like when you look at that on its own, 
and I appreciate that that is in a vacuum you know when you say oh we haven't lost at home you know we're we're 11th in the table that kind of exists in a little bubble I'm happy with that but I can understand some of the frustration when it comes to yeah I'm coming across as like a stoic defender of the the club here and I know we're not stooges here but absolutely um, not but at the same, you know, I, I, I think I am just a bit more content than other people. I completely understand. You know, yes. I go to football because I want Lincoln City to be successful, and I, I genuinely like. I find it interesting to look at how the team's set up, to look at how, um, you know, whether the, how the shape is, and 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 to try and look at pressing triggers, and to try and work. That I like the, as everyone you knows, are the tacticals. Yeah, I'm a massive nerd. I know I am. <laughs> so you know, I can find a nil-nil interesting. Whereas I fully appreciate I am in the minority and I'm a I'm weird. I know I'm weird um, for for kind of finding that sort of element yeah. as interesting as as a really exciting run down the wing and across. I yeah. do find it interesting, so I appreciate that that's not normal. Um, and I also appreciate that a lot of people go to football because you want to be entertained. You pay good money. You want to see entertaining football. You want to see shots and saves and you know high tempo football. I completely understand that. Completely understand that. But I think I think where where I'm sat at the moment is I do genuinely get it, but we're much closer to being able to play that type of football with a solid foundation, yep. to be able to get really positive results than we were this time last year, where I thought we were quite we had a soft underbelly, we were easy to beat, um, and even if at times we did play nice football, we didn't pick up points and we was in a relegation battle. I like the foundations that we're building now. It we're not far away. Even in those games, bar Oxford, which we actually won, in all the games that we've drawn and have been kind of come across as been a bore draw, which they to an extent they have, I feel we've still had the better chances in all those games. Nothing yeah. massively clear cut. Not saying we, we, you know, we, we we were trying to knock the knock the goal down. You know, we weren't peppering it by any means. But in terms of the quality of the chances, I, I feel like we we still had the better ones, and it's just a little bit of like a cohesion up top. We all know where the weaknesses of the of the squad are. Mm-hmm. We've gone. We've, we've kind of put the foundations in place first. You build a solid defence, and you can. Then we've now got a brilliant holding midfielder in Irahan. Um Obviously, Ted's been doing brilliantly. Matty Virtue's coming back in, so that's that next kind of stage. That kind of in front of the back four or back five, protected. We're only some, you know, a little bit of sprinkling of, of kind of magic in those those four positions, and maybe a slightly more attacking wing back away from, you know, those half chances going in and the thing is it's not it's not saying oh yeah if one of those goals gets kind of scuffed in then nothing changes because everything changes it's all about game state as soon as you score a goal the whole match changes you know how the other team plays changes hugely so if we can get ourselves ahead and then we can you know keep the pressure on the opponent by by forcing them out and picking them off I only I genuinely think we're three players away I think we're attacking wing back and a couple of a couple of attacking midfielders away from being a, a, a probably honestly the same position we are now in the league but a bit prettier I mean I said earlier in the week um, after the game I was having a, a, a chat with uh, with Mr Pearson on Twitter and I said genuinely with the backbone that we've got I mean obviously you know end of the season we're going to lose Rushworth it's it's a no brainer we're going to lose Regan Poole as well Yeah, but if we can bring in decent enough replacements for them and have a little bit more dynamism going forward going to put my neck on the line if that happens 
there is a strong chance, I feel, that we could potentially push for top six next season. I like your optimism. I think if we can maintain the foundations that we have defensively, you know, let's you know, let's look at this in a massive shine and light. We've only lost seven games all season. Yep. And we've only conceded thirty three goals in thirty four games, which that's playoffs. That's play- yeah. it's it's just turning some of those draws into some wins. Yeah. And 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 that's it. Yeah. So providing that that allows us to, to not lose anything from a defensive perspective, then the stats would back it up. Yeah. I don't think I'm quite so optimistic. I feel I mean I feel it's an we can be chance, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not saying you're I'm not I don't think you're saying you know we're we're guaranteed to be there, but we could be chasing it. I don't think we I don't think we'd be quite there. Um I think what we would be is if we was able to add those players is we'd be a solid top ten team that then does comfortably beat those teams that are below us in the bottom mm-hmm. four rather than struggling to break them down. I think it's just it just it's those games that we might just shift up a notch there. Um and whether that gives you enough points to get to to split with the playoffs, I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, because like we're we're 11th, but you know that's only five positions off the playoffs. But that's it's actually uh, what is it? It's what 16 points. 16 points. Yeah. So yeah. realistically, we're not going to finish any higher than this. Realistically, we're probably going to finish a little bit lower than this. Um, yeah. But in terms of next season, I think we could probably be in and around this position, probably for the majority of the season, if we add. Those um, those players in, but there is an outside chance if you have two or three underperforming big clubs, mm-hmm. similar to how there is this season. In fairness, yep. then there is an outside chance we could we could we could we could flirt with it. I don't want to, I don't want to set my own aspirations that high. I, I don't think that's that's us next season, but I certainly think a step forward, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's let's hmm. sort of let's bring it back around to to Tuesday because it's we're sort of talking big picture at the minute, and it's like, well, if you if you take Tuesday night. Us having the conversation that we've just had and saying, you know, or we, you know, we, there is an outside chance that we may be able to push for, you know, top six or whatever. If you take Tuesday night, that's that's ludicrous. But there are, you know, there is method behind the madness with what we're saying. Um, but I think Tuesday, I'm not going to lie, it was it was quite a tough watch at times. You know, kind of the first half was. It, it, Mark Kennedy described it as a, a bit of a war of attrition, which yeah. I think summed it up about right. I, th- mm-hmm. I think we were two teams that, um, you know, Cheltenham have they have a record where they're sort of similar to us in that they're, they're hard to beat at times. You know, they try and keep things tight at the back and you know compact everything and make it so that it's difficult for other teams to play against them. And when you're a team that as we discussed previously, we're not the strongest team with the ball and in possession. We like to invite the pressure onto us and, and kind of try and hit teams on the break. When you've got a team that essentially do the same thing, you end up with a much tougher watch than you'd normally want to see. Um, and that, that was completely, you know, indicative on Tuesday night. I think it was just. I'm not going to lie, you know. If, if I'd have gone, I, I would have been not, you know, not angry because it's it's hard to be angry at a team when, like I said, we're, we're where we are in the table. But I think I probably would have been a little bit frustrated. I think it would have been yeah. the same sort of reaction um, as as we've had to um, like the MK game. You know, it, it was a difficult game to watch in the first half. We kind of started to to turn it on a little bit in the second half and. If I'm honest, I think we were the better team in the second half and probably should have come away with a win. 
Um, but there were what three? I think three chances, three, maybe one clear cut chance and and two half chances. Yeah. Um, to to put the game away, but um, yeah, I mean, I I know you sort of you've caught the the majority of the incidents as opposed to. Yeah, well, there's a couple match. of things you mentioned there which, which kind of want to back up really because it's much easier to have to look at the bigger picture when you're sat here and you say for watching it on iFollow or mm-hmm. catching up on Y Scout than than it is when you've made you know you've travelled down there you're settled outside under freezing cold and, you, and you're hoping for three points and some entertainment you know I completely get that um, I annoyingly couldn't go and I couldn't even watch it on iFollow because it was our rugby football club's uh, monthly committee meeting on Tuesday night which was really really good fun Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but what I did this morning um, is I went to Scout, and what's quite good about Scout is you can you can basically pick and choose what you want to replay you can watch the whole game first half every goal every chance every half chance every shot so I literally just ticked every box that was something happening so mm-hmm. was it a free kick, a goal, uh, a corner, an attack, a block, etc. And there was about twenty-five minutes, I think, just under twenty, just 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 over twenty-five minutes of actual action, which means for for sixty-five minutes of the game, yeah, nothing really happened. And I, you know, I didn't see any of that stuff. I just get to see the, the little highlights. And the highlights, even the highlights, weren't massively, uh, weren't massively exciting, but. From what you've said, yeah, I agree. I think of the chances there, we had the better ones. You know, the, ex- the expected goals would would a- agree with that. Um, you know, ours was not point six nine, so not even one, um, but still significantly higher than than their not point two four. Yeah, they only had one shot on target, four shots in total. We we had ten shots, none of them hit the target, and you know what? I prefer. I actually prefer to to look at the overall shot. I used to just look at shots on target in terms of think that's all that's important. But for us, because we don't, apart from Ted hitting the bar, obviously from about forty yards out, um, yeah. <laughs> we don't actually tend to to shoot from range that often. Maybe once or twice a match. It's more probably in the last two or three games than we have for the majority of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago where we was only mustering four, five, six shots a game on average, and we had ten on Tuesday, which is more than we had against Oxford. That's more than we had against MK Dons. It's more. It's more than we had against Portsmouth. So it's the same that we had against Portsmouth, and it's the same as we had against Forest Green. Um, mm. So, to be honest, nothing's changed. It's just the same as it's our. It's our factory settings. It's been really hard to beat. Not creating a huge amount, but but maybe just edging those half chances compared to the opposition. Sometimes we nick a goal. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes they do. But on the whole. You know, we're all of the games are tight. It was tight again on Tuesday. There's not a lot to say, is there? It's just, just the no. same. It's just the same again. And you know, I've kind of made my, I've made my peace with that now. Um, you know, but I didn't go. I didn't pay him money. I didn't stand in the cold. You know, I just I caught up with it after. So I I do understand the frustration at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we, you know, I think our job a little bit is to try and look at the bigger picture. And for me, the bigger picture is not just looking at the game as a whole it's actually looking at the season or just the club as a whole the whole overall progression of the club as we discussed earlier Yeah. and I felt like a broken record because I said it last time I was on and the time before and the time before <laughs> but I think we're fine yeah. you know and and we're, we're on the right path and yeah it's not pretty at the moment and it's not it's not the most exciting at times it's, it's functional football but I'd prefer this than where we were last season where at times we were playing pretty football absolutely but I always felt that we were going to concede and I very rarely feel like we're going to concede now, and that's say, nice. 
we, we don't have that fear at the moment, do you? It's it's kind of you go in and you know you've got Russia within goal who isn't human. <laughs> He's not. I mean, he, he pulled off the, the phenomenal save um, at the weekend and then goes out on Tuesday night while feeling, you know, while, while having the 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 illness that's. Uh, kept Rowan out of the game by the sounds of it yeah um it also sounds like Regan Paul was uh was you know popping some pills at half time to you to know what I think that adds a little bit of context as well we had a, we had a team who, who were ill you know unwell yeah. you know what I've I don't know if you've ever ever tried to play football whilst not very well I have once I was unbelievably shit like Chris, I, just, just I try can't. and play football when I'm feeling perfectly fine and I'm unbelievably shit. <laughs> okay, I was I was much shitter than normal then, I'll put it that way. Um Oh it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I remember it like yeah. it was yesterday and like I'm only a goalkeeper, I didn't even have to run around. And it was mm. oh, it's just it's it's just so hard to concentrate. Everything feels like hard work. Um mm. so for the lads to kind of basically be their factory settings whilst feeling unwell, it's just yeah. another tick in the box for me. It shows the character that's there as well. Um, yeah. I know I'm being kind of super positive today and I, I, I think I'm almost going overboard because I appreciate it wasn't the most entertaining on Tuesday but there are <laughs> there are these factors here and yeah. I think it's I mean, worth, it's you, worth you know, crediting I think, that. I think we saw both both sides of it coming out of the game in our group chat. Like, you know, both Jake and Charlie went. Um, Jake was frustrated coming away from it and Charlie felt a little bit on the other side of it where he sort of said it, it started to feel like you know, it was comfortable returning a corner, and you could understand where where we were going and where we've sort of come from. And it, it's sort of nobody's wrong in that situation. Like you're allowed to you're allowed to feel how you feel about it. Like yeah. you know, if you feel frustrated, that's fine. But you know, I felt frustrated coming away from the MK game. There's no no yeah. doubts about it. But then when you kind of come away from it the following morning, the, the guy that I sit next to um, at the games was saying the exact same thing. He came away from the MK game and, you know, the following morning, he was, he was incredibly pissed off, woke up in the, the following day and just went, ah, oh, it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's yeah, and, how and it's much Again, it's much easier for us when we're sat in the warm and looking at it the next day and looking at the highlights Absolutely. again to, to feel like that than when you're there. Of course it Absolutely. is. Um, shall we discuss briefly before, excuse me, before we move on um, about the the situation uh, which led to us having five on the bench on Tuesday night? Just before we do that, if it's okay, okay. with you, uh, just, just something that I've, I've been kind of—it's only really kind of thought of it now. Um, but you know, if you look at if you look during the line under our season and kind of analysing it as a whole. We know we've just said that the fact those factory settings that we've built, we we know what they are. That kind of started the first game after Bristol Rovers when we won six three. Yep. That's that's the first game that we that we changed it. And then, you know, we did have a few games where we were hard to beat, got some good points and even a win or two by being this more defensive and solid unit. Mm-hmm. But in those games, even though the results and the points total will be the same as they maybe are now with or similar, we did concede more chances. We rode our luck at times. And what has happened is we've got more and more and more and more solid to the point it was then boring and stodgy. And now it's still not brilliant, but it's so incredibly solid. We've not got that worry about conceding goals. And we're just starting to edge. So not not convincing enough to maybe win a game, but edge them. Cheltenham yeah. being the casing point, you know. Neither team really deserved to, to, to lose at all. Neither team deserved to win, but if there was one, it was going to be us. And I think there's a few games that you can point like that, saying, "Oh, we should have got, we should have got three points here," and we're much 
closer to that now than we were when we first realised we need to change it to be harder to beat. Yeah. So there's been a progression in that regard. So if as slow as it is, if we keep going on this path until the end of the season and into next, you know, I'm confident that we will start to see some 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 draws into wins. Might not still be pretty, but yeah. we will get you know we'll just start to get over the line. And that and the thing is, if you if you get three points, everyone no one cares anyway, do they? Yeah, and that goes back to again the um, I think it was the MK game where, where Mark Kennedy was interviewed afterwards, and you know he'd said that he'd had somebody singing his name and then was in his ear at full time giving him abuse, and it was the same <laughs> bloke. It's like he the the quote that summed it up for me was they see the result, whereas I'm watching the game, mm-hmm. and I I understand that coming out of my mouth that could sound very condescending. But when Mark said it, it was one of those moments where you think, actually, yeah, that's a that's a fair point. You know, he's he's yeah, got a lot more insight into what's going on, and ultimately, you know, it, 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 I mentioned after the Portsmouth game that one goal either way completely sways everybody's opinion of that game. Yeah, and you're right. You're I, I think right. You know, I think that's where that's where that that quote from Mark kind of makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, well, the way to analyse a football match is take the goals out of it. Yeah. Ignore the goals and then analyse what's left, and then you can decide, and you can really analyse it. And there's also there's, there's, there's that element of it, and there's also the fact that he knows what they've been working on. He knows what he wants yeah. them to do. And it's, you know, you're working with human beings and, and, and football, which is the most volatile sport in regard to just the sheer randomness of some events that you can't prepare for. In fact, this is an, I can't remember the exact numbers, but this is something I, I read a couple of years ago. There's a big study done. Um, about how many, how many, I think it was only in the Premier League, but what some organisation did, I can't remember who it was, it may have been Opta, they wanted to find out basically how random is football and how much of it can you coach and how much of it can you affect from good coaching and, and, and you know how much of it is repeatable, like I said, mm-hmm. pieces repeatable. Um, turns out that after all the analysis was done, 60% of goals that are scored this was just in the Premier League but you'd use that as it was a, it was a big case study 60% of goals there's an element of randomness look effectively a little bubble you know did it land an inch this side of, his, of the post or an inch that side of the post did it bubble to that guy's head or that guy's head so 40% of it you're in control of and you can coach and you can influence 60% of it completely random <laughs> so That's so you know Mark Kennedy knows what he wants us to do and he, and he can so when he has says comments like that I suppose he he can see yeah we're closer towards what we've been working on in training than maybe we we were so when he says things like that I think you're going to credit that um, and he's right you know we do we do see the results and we're we're all emotional about it because we all want the best for Lincoln City and that's just you'll never change that that's just fan culture and you yeah. know it happens in every single football club up and down the country probably every every club in the world yeah I mean it's just the way it is it's it's kind of you come away from the game you look at the other scores in the division and you go. Oh wow! So and so beat so and so. That must have been a, you know, I, oh that must have been an anomaly, or you know yeah. they must have been crap that yeah. day. And we it, like we all analyze like over analyze Lincoln games, but we just look at the results of everyone else and yeah. say, oh yeah, they must they'll beat them, they'll beat yeah. them. It's fine. And then Absolutely. if the result comes in, you go, yeah, I know everything about football. And if it doesn't, you go, oh, that was a shock. And that's, <laughs> that's as far that, as it gets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's let's very quickly just touch on on the the conversation that that Mark Kennedy had with uh, with Rob. Make peace just before the game about the loan situation mm. um, and the the position that they found themselves in. Obviously, we only fielded five on the bench. 
um, because we had our loan quota basically filled um, by there was there was what Rushworth in goal. We had to field Harry Boys because Sean Rowe was uh, was poorly. Um, we then had Mide Shadipo um, and Jack Diamond um, with one loan spot available um, on Matty the Virtue. bench. Sorry, Matty Virtue on the bench, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, and that was given to Matty Virtue, who is it's good to see him back. Um, but that very much so. You know that that meant that Luke Plange wasn't able to be included in the matchday squad. And I, I, I wonder how much of it has been spun by people because I'll be honest, I haven't listened to that conversation, so I, I don't know the tone of voice or anything. But from the sounds of what people have said, it, it came across as a lot of frustration. Um, and I know we've spoken about it on here before. I know Gaz has mentioned it. Um, where recently Mark said that he wants to have a lot more of his own players to rely on next season. It's not. I think Gaz mentioned before, when Gaz mentioned it before, he said that it it almost seemed to be going against, um, potentially going against the recruitment team. Looking back, the fans forum went live um, on YouTube last week, and I, I rewatched that. Or I, yeah, I watched I that. Too. Sorry, because I wasn't there at the time. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a sentiment that's now shared throughout the club. Yes. So it, it's not. It doesn't seem like there's any butting of heads there. I think everyone's in alignment, and they say. We, you know, we have to rely on our own players this year, we, we or next season rather. We can't, we can't have to rely on loans. I mean, obviously, we'll still take advantage of the loan market. We'll still be bringing in, you know, starlets from the Premier League that that need a bit of development. But we're not going to have the. I, I don't think the club want to be at a position where we're filling the the loan quota every week. No, I think is it. Because people always come back to the season where we had Brendan, um, Brendan Johnson. Uh, how can I forget his name? Brendan Johnson, <laughs> uh, Morgan Rogers, etc. You know that's yeah. all. That's always the shining light, and and, then, and there's a reason for that. But the loan market has fundamentally changed since then. Let's not forget mm-hmm. that was a season where there was a um, a wage cap in place. Yep. So um, Premier League and Championship clubs that were loaning players, they knew that, and that they, the players were very much loaned specific, specifically for development purposes with knowing that they weren't going to get a huge proportion of their wages paid. That was just a given because of the situation that clubs felt themselves in. It was either, well, everyone can pay you very little and you just pick which club they go to because you're not going to get... I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying I know here, but let's say Schiffer Wednesday aren't going to be able to afford to pay a higher percentage of their wages compared to what Lincoln City are. Yeah. Because everyone's in the same boat, whereas now that's very different. But also, clubs are just less like just less willing to let those players leave because there are now five subs. You can make yeah. five subs. More players are actually getting minutes on the pitch, which means fewer of them are available for for loan. Um, so whereas before we thought loaning a player in was a really good way of improving the overall level of quality in your eleven, really, um, without have, having to significantly pay a lump sum fee for that person permanently and that's still the case if you get the right ones um, then there's also the fact that you, you normally only get the loan secures right at the end of the transfer window Yeah. and Mark Kennedy made a really good point which is if, if you're fighting and you're waiting for a loan right at the end and that's going to be a key player for you, not only will you might miss out on them, with Morgan Whitaker being a key you know, a prime example from last summer, not last winter where we did get yeah, him last yeah. summer and then we were short um, they also, you know, they also miss a good few games. Um, 
So I absolutely fully expect us to still venture into the loan market because why wouldn't you? You may well get a development loan for a younger player or we may well sign a player on loan who is out of contract at the end of the season who we might think we've got a chance of getting on a permanent deal if the stars line of things go well. A Matty Virtue style loan, yeah. for example. Um, so that, yeah, as I don't think this is too much of a stick to beat the club with and saying they should have done things differently. I think it's a learning, uh, but it's also the fact that the... the the comparison that we always have about Brennan Johnson and Morgan Rogers, the landscape has changed a little bit since then in terms of the, just just how the transfer system works yeah. now. And I think that's an important factor to bear in mind and sometimes overlooked. Yeah. So yeah, I think let's, I let's think ultimately, forget, like, let's, let's on, not so, forget that season was was an anomaly in so many different respects. Yeah, and it was brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> it was a shining light in a horrible time when we were all locked down. Um, but I, I, you know, you aren't going to have that that look repeatedly you know every single season like it, it's the same with permanent transfers some work out some don't we've had more recently that haven't worked out in the way we'd expect but it's kind of how football is so um, right absolutely. no one ever gets them all right no absolutely not um shall we move on to exeter then let's do that so yeah we'll, we'll start talking about exeter but before we do uh, new man Charlie B has been in touch with Dan at the Big Bank Theory podcast, which uh, I think is a solid name for a podcast. Let's be honest. What an excellent stand that is at Exeter, by the way. The Big Bank is a it's a, it's a fantastic stand. I love football <laughs> grounds and I love football stands, and that's one of the best. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, Charlie has been talking to Dan from the Big Bank Theory podcast um, to see what the opposition are thinking about the weekend. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with Cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi and welcome to the Exeter City Preview. I'm joined by Dan from the Big Bank Theory podcast. Hi Dan. Hello. So 
how's the season going? You know, you're, you're comfortably mid-table around us for your first season back in League One since over a decade. So, happy with where you are? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly where we were, we'd um, want to be, really. Oh, good. I mean, I very much feel the same about us. Obviously, we've, uh, we're a little bit longer in the league at the minute, but I'm, I'm happy. It's a bit of a six-pointer for 11th place or whatever, really, on um, on Saturday. So, your team, you know, how, how how has it been going in terms of the players? Who do we need to be worried worried about facing? Well, um, bit of a, I mean, it's a bit of a kind of up and down season, really, apart from the league position, which has just kind of kept us. We've been around about yeah. the middle the whole season, but obviously we've, we've had a manager change. We've had some off the pitch issues, which I suppose would be the the main thing to mention. While at the same time, can't mention too much about it because it's an ongoing court case but basically our best player at the moment is unavailable for non-footballing reasons that's Giovanni Brown Um, oh right he's the kind of uh, creator uh, Uh goal scorer etc but we've been coping well enough without him Um, we've got we brought in some new players in January who are settling well like um, Kevin McDonald formerly of uh, Fulham um, and Wolves and um, we've kind of got him because he had a kidney operation, kidney replacement, right. um, and as uh, you know, has decided he wants to keep going and is capable of keeping going. So he's Gary Caldwell's come in as the manager, and he's brought uh, McDonald in, another Scott. I suppose that's the connection, the Scottish connection. Yeah. That's why we've managed to get him in, <laughs> and um, he's a magnificent player. Do you know what I mean like he's? I mean, obviously, I guess in terms of his fitness, it's getting back to full strength after a big thing to ha- have happened to you. But yeah. um, such a classy midfielder and really kind of controls, looks to control the midfield. And um, that's very much what Colwell changed since he's come in, wanted to control those midfield areas. And, yeah. Well, that was it because, you know, just looking up at the stats, you, you seem like you're a bit of a bit more of a free scoring team than what we are you know you scored was it 445 I think it was in the league but you've conceded almost the same it's is it just you struggle to kind of shut up shop or well it's strange really I think it's 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 in two parts because recently we've been a lot better defensively Mm. um and a lot worse at getting the ball in the net so Caldwell's come in and kind of like strengthened that defence and that seems to be working well. Like the defence we're a lot better now, but goal scoring has been the problem. Like I said, that's partly down to missing our main playmaker, but just getting a few tweaks here. Like he has been tinkering quite a bit, so I'm not 100% sure how we'll, how we'll set up personnel-wise. But yeah, at the moment, I'm more worried about how we score goals rather than conceding them. Yeah, it, it's funny because we were having the exact same conversation. You know, it was a nil-nil draw for us away at Cheltenham last night, yeah. and um, the same conversations were being had after that game. Of we're all right defensively, we're not conceding, you know, but we're just not scoring enough. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. You know, nil-nil draw written all over it. And I, just, sure I, say, today. I looked back at your at the uh, your form and, and, and yeah, how we are, and I thought the smart money's on a draw, isn't it? You know. Well, we've we've scored more than one goal once since November, I think. Right. So, and that was we, might, three, not be, three we might not be massively far off that either, to be honest. No, no, it's 
it's different. But then, you know, like you say, if you've had a change of manager, then you've obviously had a change of system and philosophy that's it's clearly working in some way for you because you are mid-table, which is exactly where you want to be. Yes, um, yeah, exactly, yeah. So so what about your recent form, last sort of five games? You know, how Not just what are the results like, but how have you been playing? Well, it was it's turned a corner the last couple uh, last week or so. Before that, it was starting to get a little bit. People were starting to get a little bit antsy, you know, with some of the results, with some of the performances. Um, but yeah, the last couple of games have been good. We had a we had a win at home, which which we hadn't had for a long time. Our home record actually been a bit bad recently. Um, and then we had a good di- uh, draw away at Wickham last week, where you know we could have we could have won yes. it. So um, everyone's kind of the mood's picked up again, and um, we are look, we will be looking at going into this one with a good good attitude. Actually, like people will be expecting that that we can win it, and that we can um, we, that we can definitely make a good show of ourselves. And we'll be, but at the same time, we'll be worried still that we haven't quite turned that corner yet, and that home win wasn't a blip. Well, let's hope it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not, it's not an easy place to go away from home. So it's, you know, it's very much one that we're not. There's a bit of optimism from our side, from talking to people, but it's it's just about where are the goals going to come from? Same as the conversation as you were having. It's it's just trying to get the that extra little bit to our game. Yeah. And hopefully not another draw because we're very quickly closing in on the league record for that. Oh, really? Um, Wow. Yeah, I think we're yeah. I think we're five or six off now. But the thing is, it's things like that. Is, I mean, that's it's annoying, isn't it? But you look at the league position, and like you said, you must be happy with that as well, really. I'd, I'd have, you know, I'd have snapped your hand off for eleven at the start of the season. Yeah. So it's it's very easy to say, isn't it? Um, so obviously, you were saying that Colwell's been kind of mixing it up a bit recently. So you're not 100 percent sure on personnel, but what kind of shape and style are you going to be playing? Well, it'll definitely be. It'll be three at the back mm-hmm. and wing backs. And then the rest is <laughs> who knows. I like in the last match you kind of threw a bit of a curveball. It kind of looked like we had uh sort of four centre midfielders on. I mean, one of them really was kind of in the ten, but isn't really a ten, you know. But um right, yeah. I'd expect a three five two at home. That's what that's what I'd expect him to see, yeah. Okay, I mean that's that's reasonable. Cause, you know, we'll be more more than likely kind of a three four three five two three, however you want to look yeah. at it. So, um, so focusing on Lincoln, if you were sort of previewing our game, who would you be picking out from our team? You know, it, it, do we worry you as a team that you're facing? Obviously, I know you've said from the way that you guys have been playing, you're optimistic. But do we worry you? And then do any of our players? You know, are you fearing facing them? We, de- I mean, everyone, everyone, because of the recent home for everyone worries us a bit, you know. And and you have got the the, the fella house up front, and this there's, yeah. another, there's another one who scored quite a few in there as well. Sorry, I'm so bad with other teams players. Oh, that diamonds had diamonds had a few, but most diamonds, of them were from the yeah. penalty spot. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So anyone that can kind of. Um, that can get in behind really, really. If you've got, if you've got any pace like that, like we're, we're that's perhaps where we could be a little bit vulnerable, especially when we're at home. You know what I mean? Cause we kind All of right. like do tend to push on the center backs yeah. like to carry the ball out. We have brought in Will Ameson now and center back. And so, and he's kind of a bit more of a kind of like no nonsense center back. So 
that's yeah. the idea I think with bringing him into. But if you, yeah, if how does House play? Is he that? Is he kind of in behind kind of guy as a holder? He's he's a presser. You know, he his best work is actually off the ball. But okay, he now will, I am he, worried. He, he will really run. He will. He'll just run for a full ninety minutes and not right. not think twice. Um, yeah. He just he does not seem to tire. Um, yeah. So yeah, he'll he'll just pressure centre halves, pressure goalkeeper the whole game, and he will yeah. run in behind. And we can we can send a ball over the top. You yeah. know, it has been known to happen. So yeah, I like players like we that. Players. We've got Jay Stansfield as well on loan. who's yeah. one of our old. Uh, Academy players come back, and he's very similar. He won't stop running, but whether that's effective or not, it sometimes is, or sometimes isn't. But the, the work house is what house is one of my favourite players for it. I love somebody that yeah. can do that because it, it just shows that they work. They won't ever stop for you. Yeah, yeah, which is perfect. Um, so you know we we joked about a nil nil, but I guess finally, what kind of score prediction are we looking at? What do you think? I think there will be goals. We haven't we haven't had a lot of a huge amount of nil nils, although. Mm, Last but one home game actually was so uh, yeah it's a real possibility I think a nil nil but I I am encouraged by our form recently so I would I would probably I'd say one all or two one Exeter I, I can see us conceding um, because we are prone to the odd error but yeah I, I'm going to go for a home win but an arrow one that's, that's reasonable I, th- I think personally I'd be going for a one all. Yeah, purely because we seem to get that quite a lot. <laughs> really, that just seems like the most likely thing, and it if it is that it was that in the reverse fixture as well, wasn't it? In the first was, game yeah. of the season, so yeah. it would not yeah. surprise me at all. But no, that's perfect. Thank you very much for that, Dan, and good luck for Saturday and for the rest of the season. Yeah, and to you too. Nice perfect. one. Cheers, Dan. Thanks. Cheers. And there we go. Thank you to Dan for that uh, for that preview with Charlie. Um, good stuff. So uh, let's get into it. I'm 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 looking through some bits for Exeter and you know their their recent runs and I think that would it be fair to say that they've probably been a bit of a surprise package coming up from League Two this season? I mean they're sat one place behind us at this point. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say, especially after they lost their manager early doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've done incredibly well, but. Uh, you know that's that's credit to them. They've they've won eleven, drawn ten, lost thirteen. That is very much a the definition of a solid mid-table team, isn't it? Yep. You know you, you've basically almost almost equally won, drawn, and lost everything everything what you've done. Um, they've scored forty-five goals. They've conceded forty-four. <laughs> so you know <laughs> it, it is it is as mid-table as you can get. How that compares yeah. to us? By the way, we've scored thirty-two goals and conceded thirty-three. Yeah. Um, you know we all know that, you know what that means in terms of us, but ultimately. With both of us are just quite clearly solid mid-table sides. Um, they do try to play a little bit more football than maybe we do. They like to dominate a little bit more possession than than, than we do. Um, so, for example, they played Burton Albion, won, lost one nil. It's an example. So, when, when was this? What four league games ago? So, the last few games, uh, they drew one one with Wickham. Mm-hmm. They won two nil against Cambridge. They lost 1-0 to Port Vale, drew 0-0 with Shrewsbury. And then in this game, they lost 1-0 to uh, Burton. They had 72% possession. <laughs> and they lost, and they, but they only had an XG of 0.55. In actually almost all of their games, bar the last couple, their XG has been below, went not just a bit below, but well below one. Ours hasn't been far away from that. <laughs> so you know what all the stats suggest. 
Yeah, and nil, I don't nil. want to say it. I really <laughs> don't want to say <laughs> it. It suggests a nil nil. They yeah. just do. But in the last two games, they they have they've 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 played a lot more on the front foot. Um, uh, they have generated more chances. Um, they've actually had a little bit less of the ball. So it appear they've probably gone gone a little bit further forward, a bit quicker. Um, so I yeah, mean, look looking at the stats, it does seem, or looking at at least the games, it does seem that there are maybe some parallels to draw between Exeter and ourselves this season um, for, for a couple of reasons like there's there's a lot of games with very low score lines you know they've got quite a few nil nils one nils there yeah. aren't they're in every game every game's a tight game yeah and there aren't many where there's been an absolute thump in either way I mean I'm looking at this they they got beat um, at least in the league where we look in so it's 4-2 against Plymouth. I mean, that's, that's a local derby a where there. anything can happen in it. So yeah, it's it's a local derby. Um, you've got uh, where's another league game? Well, it was a 4-3 against Bristol Rovers. I was going to say 4-3 um, so Bristol was, Rovers. We so, we won there 6-3. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's high high goals. But again, looking at the the actual statistics, that was good finishing rather than you know an end to end game full of loads of chances. There was yeah you know, XG only one point five, and they scored four goals. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tight game. Or all the suge- all the statistics suggest it's going to be a tight game. They do have some good players. Um, mm. You know, they, they do have some good technical players. Um, you know, Exeter are that they're also fantastic at developing their own players, which is often yeah. overlooked. Um, so they're just a really good club, Exeter City. I have to say, I know we didn't like their fans very much when they beat us in the playoffs, but <laughs> in terms of the club, um, it's a good club. Um, it's a long way to go. So you know, credit to anyone, any Lincoln fan that goes all the way down to Exeter on a Saturday. Yeah. Massive credit to you. I wish I was able. I wish I was at the finance and the time to be able to do to do that. And I just don't. And I'm, I just massively respect, massively respect anyone that's, that's able to commit to that. And I just for your sake, I really, really hope we get an anomaly, um, in yeah. that we, you know, we get we get an Accrington away performance, um, and maybe a, an Accrington, you know, an Accrington away performance from Exeter as well. That'd be nice if they yes. you know, just <laughs> copy that Accrington. Um, yeah. And you know, just to get the three points, that'd be great. If we're doing predi- pre- uh, predictions, you, you can't get away from a draw again. I'm sorry, everybody. No, you and just I'm can't sorry. get away from it from both from both from both angles. Um, and it's that thing. I really don't want to say it. Like I really don't because I just, I just want to be able to sit here and, well, I'm, I I won't be on next week, so you know, probably get more downloads. But like, I want to be sat here and and talking about either a very good performance where you know there was lots of chances and everybody you know oh what about that you know what about that shot from distance or whatever or a win because a win just lifts everybody and we've seen it this season we saw it what two three weeks ago a win suddenly makes the the stuff that was the most important thing that was wrong with the club in the world just disappear and then you know you go another two games and we've got two points as opposed to six or you know two three points as opposed to four you know after after a few more games you just think like well yeah those problems just start to bubble up a little bit more and and it's it's it i, I would not want to be involved in running a football club in any way shape or form <laughs> um but you know the thing is you've got to try and drown out the noise sometimes and yeah. the thing is when you are involved in it i imagine obviously i'm not but i imagine like because you know those processes a bit more you know, you know what's going on behind the scenes, so you can be more objective about it. Whereas we only have a certain amount of information, don't we? So yes. we can only we only see what we see on the pitch and what the, you know the, the the manager says in the presser. 
whereas you know, if you was involved in a football club, you know you know all the little nuances around everything. Um, let's look at the other side. Let's look at it from a, like a tactical perspective in terms of what could work for us, because you know there's always there's always a, a chance and there's a, there's a, there's always potential. So um, they play a back three, pretty pretty much definitely always play a back three. Um, played a back three in all but one of their last twenty odd games, um, and we play front three. So if we and because they'd like to play out, they do like to have a bit of the ball. Um, that gives us an opportunity to press and we're good at pressing we're good off the ball we're good at weighing the ball back and forcing mistakes we've seen that time and time again this season um, mm-hmm. so if we can spring a trap and we can you know, catch them in one of those pressing traps and we have started games really quickly in the last few games on the whole um, then that, that could be really positive if we decide to go player for player kind of man for man in that, in that high press our front three against their back three um, that's potential and also um they don't often play a front two. They often play a one and then one in behind or sometimes two okay. um, and then sometimes flood the midfield. So we'll always have an overload at the back. So our back three will always have a, a spare man. Um, so I can't, again, I can't see as, just from looking at the numbers, I can't see as really being hugely under threat unless we allow them, allow them to kind of play through us, which we don't really allow, allow anyone to play through us. So yeah, I'm, I'm confident we'll keep Exeter out, to be honest, on on, on Saturday I really am despite good individuals that they have uh, the, the big old question just as, as is every week is whether we can nick one and if we can then everyone's happy so that is enough about Exeter um, but before we go we did want to talk briefly about um, Liam Scully appearing on the Price of Football podcast um, this was a, a, a chat that he had with Kieran Maguire um, if you don't follow Kieran Maguire, I believe it's uh, at Price of Football on Twitter. Yeah, um, that's or right. At, or at Kieran Maguire. I can't remember which way round it is. Um, I think it, I, I tell you what, I'll check while you carry on introducing this. <laughs> Live fact checking because my research is crap. Um, yeah, uh, Kieran is is excellent. He's he's a, I believe he's a finance professor uh, at Liverpool Uni. Um, it is Ki- at, at Kieran, Kieran Maguire. Maguire. Yeah, yeah, at Kieran Maguire. Um, so yeah, Kieran uh, talks all football finance and kind of tries to make sense of of everything. Um, and I think it's fair to say he's a bit of a fan of Lincoln City from that perspective. Um, yeah, he he says, and he has he said previously, and he said again on this podcast that Lincoln are very much a shining light in regard to um, well-run football clubs. So it's always nice to get that that kind of said about us. It shows that again that we're on the right path. We're doing things the right way, which yeah. means that that news isn't just a little bit of a concern for, for Lincoln City because if we're pretty well run and, and, and this has happened then maybe there's a little bit of a concern here across the board for the whole of football Yeah, so what what's happened basically is um, the Merchant Bank which is kind of the step between your bank and the club's bank um, so when you tap your card uh, it goes. It doesn't just go straight from your bank into the club's bank as a as a transfer. It goes through um, a third party. They kind of deal with all of the bullshit that goes with it. Um, and what happens then is, you know, the money will be then deposited into the club's accounts. Um, but Liam went on the price of football. Obviously, there was a, a statement put out by the club as well. What's happened at the minute is that the the club's partner uh, in this respect have essentially said they don't want to work with the club anymore. They don't want to work with Lincoln City. They've deemed us too risky um, yeah. as a business 
to continue um and that came as like you said you know a bit of a shock to a lot of people involved in football and particularly those that that have a little bit more of a an ear to the ground in the business sense um going into the interview on on the price football pod liam essentially went into a little bit more depth and said that if the club wanted to go with another partner what's happening at the moment is a lot of those partners are saying oh cool yeah we'll take your business but if you don't or if you want to have all of your season ticket money you're going to have to put up a bond for the full value of the season like a full a bond for the full value of all of the season tickets which will be repayable at the end of the season or we're going to drip feed the money each and every week when there's a when there's a game so essentially the club both, will get yeah and both are rubbish yeah i mean <laughs> the, the club are, the, the club are essentially saying um or the, sorry the, the the partners are essentially saying the club will get a chunk of money each home game as if everybody was going through the turnstiles and nobody had a season ticket which is a pretty shit situation well, especially um, because the early the early window for season tickets is is a really important part for a business plan of not just Lincoln City but every football club absolutely. because we don't play football through the summer there aren't any home games through the summer and you need the cash flow to be able to do all your summer business and for the keep the, the club the club running um, I'm sure the merchant banks have their reasons and I say I'm not a call not I haven't got me here to the ground and this sort of stuff at all but it just seems a bit short-sighted um, yeah you know ultimately if 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 and if if we're too risky, then almost every single football club in the country is. Yeah. Um, so it's bizarre. That, that's, I think that's why it's it's worth having. You know, I think it's the final fifteen minutes or so, or final ten minutes of of the podcast. Um, it's worth listening to that because hearing somebody from the outside. I mean, obviously, you know, we 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 will talk about stuff as much as we understand it and as much as we know but hearing somebody from that side of the industry or you know from from finance who enjoys football talking about a well-run club that's suddenly having to find another um another source of you know a, a, or another company that's able to to perform this yeah, task or, for them or completely change their uh, a business model, yeah. But every it's, single football club banks really on this money. It, yeah, it is. It is. And you know, I think the fact that Liam's been on the pod, on the price of football pod, and to, to shine a light on it is is good because it does shine that light. Um, I don't think people quite are aware, maybe quite how serious it is. Um, he he came across a kind of saying it was it was frustrating and it's difficult and you know it's it's a challenge. He didn't really say how damaging it could be. Um, they kind of. Because no one really knows where this is going to lead, do they? No one knows no. if it's if it's the whole merchant bank kind of industry just kind of pulling the plug on football, um, or if it's just a, a kind of a, a bit of an isolated issue. But again, I mean, I we go the back to the fact that we're, we're well run it makes it as, makes us think well, it can't just be an isolated issue because like yeah. we're we're a, we're pretty reliable compared to li- most of the clubs. clubs. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing is that if you look at it purely from a like a business point of view. It sort of makes sense, like well, yeah, a normal business because we make two million yeah. pound loss every season. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, football's not a normal industry. It's not a normal business. Um, and yeah, I I do worry a little bit for um, for some clubs that you know will either have to go down that route of having a bond put up. I mean, particularly if like they don't have the investment or the you know a rich owner that's able to do that because what you're looking at six thousand season tickets give or take and what it's f- just under 400 quid each 380 quid obviously some of them will be um kids and some of them will be yeah um, so concessions so maybe what three 350 ish maybe maybe it's slightly so less than that that's what three that's about a million and a half yeah so it's not just putting a few quid up it's it's no. asking it's an asking owner driving the board to put up a million more, yeah more yeah. almost doubling what they what they put in their pocket each season yeah just for the sake of, of, just of operating so in exactly the same way say, we normally do. Yeah, just so they can turn around and say, yeah, cool, all right, we, we trust you. It's it's a little bit outrageous, to be honest, and it, yeah. you know, it is going to be discussed, um, and it has been discussed by people far more knowledgeable than, than us on the matter. Um, Very much so. You know, but just from the outside looking in, it's going to affect Lincoln City if it kind of goes through. I mean, it does... It does make us like well, does make the decision to do the um, the payment plan or the instant yeah, like over three or four months, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think it, it yeah. makes that decision suddenly a lot more clear. Yeah. Um, as to why the club did that, and then obviously, you know, from I've, I've seen some people today because I, I, I put a post on social media about it. Some people have replied saying, "What can we do to help the club in this situation?" And yeah. basically just say, "Sod the banks." I think my understanding of it is if you are going to pay for your season ticket try and do it either in cash or by bank transfer if you've got the facility to do that um, or if you want to go down the instalment route steer away from the, the, the finance options and see if there's the you know the, the instalment options that the club are offering. I saw something on Twitter earlier actually that's going to be live on the website very soon. Okay, cool. So yeah, I think so essentially, yeah, like I, if, I saw a tweet on there. He asked about it, and they replied straight away. So I just good. kind of okay. that. So that's that's good to know. So yeah, there are other options. It's not doesn't mean that you know you can't take your, get your season ticket. There are other ways of doing it. Yeah. Um, and if you are able to, um, in, do those methods that Ben Ben mentioned, then yeah, that just helps the club out. Yeah, and it's you know it it's not it's not a situation that the club would want to have on them. It's it's not a situation that anybody would really but I think it's it's just kind of it was a point that I thought was worth mentioning because you know if if, if there's anything that people can do you know obviously they want the season ticket and they want to be able to, to go to the games next season I think it's fair to say barring a major catastrophe we will still have a club this time next year um, so yeah if you want to if you, if you do want to renew your season ticket try and steer clear of using a debit card or a credit card um, for it because this issue is is presumably going to become a little bit more uh, pertinent in the game. So, yeah, Absolutely. interesting one. And it does seem to be the the bond thing does seem to be exclusively around season tickets. I mean, obviously, if you're buying a shirt at forty quid, the money will still go through as normal, but it's just the kind of big purchase of like four hundred quid for a season ticket. Yeah, I'd, like I said, I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of it, do we? But ultimately, if you want to buy a season ticket and you have a way of doing it other than using a credit card, do. Yes. So there we go. Um, 
that's our PSA done for the week. That's yes, our... yes, yes. <laughs> that's a very serious part of it, wasn't it? Yeah, but uh, no, I, I say I think um, that's probably about it for the week. Um, I don't think there's anything else that that's massively pressing coming out of the club at the moment. Um, but uh, I believe it will be yourself and Gary next week. I think that's the plan. Yes. Yep. Um, hopefully, Gary's enjoyed his gig. Uh, he will no doubt let us know. Who's he got to see? I've forgotten. I can't remember. But I know he was sat on, sorry, sat at the front of a bus. Oh. He, he put a tweet out of him and Dave swearing at the camera, sat at the front of a bus like a couple of naughty teenagers. Well, they should be sat at the back if they'd been naughty teenagers. Well, I, I did reply to him. I said, what, with the, with the bigger boys at the back of the bus? So, um, it's always the bigger boys at the back. I never <laughs> have to sit at the back. <laughs> but no, we'll, um, we will, well, Chris and Gary will see you next week. And until then, up the imps. Up the imps. The 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.